Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer, a dating and makeover expert, where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. also wanted to announce something before we get into this episode today. Have you ever been told or think you absolutely have no game whatsoever? <laughs> Either you hate flirting, you failed at flirting, or just feel, mm, let's just say awkward. Or maybe you're the Casanova of corny pickup lines, like you don't even know you're a bad flirt. Well, if any of that sounds like you, I want you this is why I am actually doing something kind of funny and fun that will help you lean into your feelings of despair around flirting by doing something called a worst flirt in America contest. That is right. I am doing a contest around who is the worst flirt. So just head over to worstflirt.com to enter. That's right. Worstflirt.com to enter. Look, admitting it is the first step to change. And if you are willing to throw yourself under the bus and call out your flirt challenges, then I want to offer you a chance to win a personal flirt and style session with me. And finally, we can turn those flirting fails into charming tales. And if it's not you, you can also nominate or enter someone you know who could use the help. Enter today by going to worstflirt.com. I can't wait to see how wonderfully worst you can be. But hurry, the winner is going to be announced on Valentine's Day, depending on when you are listening to this episode. All right, back to the show. I'm back doing another episode of Where Are They Now? And for those of you who've never heard these episodes, I am going to recap because as you know, I coach a lot of people. And of course, you've heard me coach some people live even on this podcast with my Coaching with Kimmy episodes. I also have a ton of clients who I just coach, you know, in other ways. And I send off into the world after coaching them. And it's so amazing and rewarding when I hear countless success stories and read thousands of emails of previous clients updating me on how their life has improved and often how they find love. So I do these Where Are They Now episodes to inspire and motivate you by hearing what happens to people after I work with them. And whether that is on a podcast or working with them over time as clients, I hope you listen to these and get inspired by people's successes and know that success can happen to you too. And it all starts with a call. So today I'm bringing a beautiful woman who I got to know really well. Her name is Vicki, who I met during one of my flirt workshops, actually, and she decided to coach with me after hopping on a free breakthrough call I offer. And by the way, if you are a listener, know that I always offer free calls on this podcast. So if you listen to this, you get inspired, please take advantage of it. It's not a bot. It's not my assistant. It's actually me. People sometimes think that it's not really me. So anyway, I wanted to mention that she was having difficulties finding the right man after talking with her. And she had a long break after her last relationship. And she told me she just hated dating due to being a little bit of an introvert, which made it hard for her to have fun conversations. Flirting definitely was hard and letting go to be more playful. 
it was also uncomfortable for her to be vulnerable and share things about herself. So the emotional connection often got lost. Vicky also struggled with some anxiety, which drove a lot of masculine energy by being overly direct sometimes and wanting to be secure in an outcome. So she would vet her potential dates really, really hard. And her body language was unapproachable, exemplified by her avoiding eye contact and often having a serious look on her face. And on top of it all, she had a lot of body image issues and would hide in her clothes. So in the end, many dates either ended up with her in the friend zone or just wouldn't progress. Well, as we started working together and she did a lot of different programs with me, I was helping Vicki practice being seen and being heard. That was kind of the overarching themes. And she ended up doing both private coaching and the co-ed dating retreat that I offer twice a year, where she really put all of this into practice. And she got a whole new wardrobe. She got a whole new set of pictures, which really helped her market herself because she is super beautiful. And when she did that, it also increased her sexy confidence. And she began to practice telling stories and sharing more about herself on dates. But most of all, really learning to let go, flirt, and have fun with the men that she would meet. And while it was a lot of hard work, I'm not going to lie, there were ups and downs. There were some boxing gloves on at times that she would often fight me on. She started actually dating differently, but most of all, she did the work. And, you know, my clients usually have success are the ones who actually do the work. And because of that, she is in a relationship with a man she is extremely happy with. And she says it's different than any man she has ever dated before. But I'm going to have her tell you the rest. Vicki, are you there? Welcome. Hi, I'm here. Hi. Oh, I'm so excited to have you on. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Well, you're sort of excited to be here. Sort Let's of be excited. honest. <laughs> a little nervous. Yeah. Okay. See, you already got an A plus. I've been teaching you like just, you know, being vulnerable with your feelings. Um, yes. Vicki, do you even remember that girl that I described? It's hard to think about. It's hard to think, even though it wasn't that long ago, maybe a year ago, that um, that I was that person. And I feel like I've come a really long way. Oh, my God. You you've come such a long way. And I remember there was like almost a halfway point where you had said the same thing. You're like, I don't know if I'm making progress. I don't know what, you know, I, I, I remember that feeling of frustration and I kept having to remind you because you're a little bit of a perfectionist. That's also something we were working on that you almost kind of were forgetting the things that were difficult for you. Right. And so I'm just so proud of you. Anyway, maybe you could just start out by sharing a little bit more. I mean, I recap, but who, if you can rewind in your mind, who was that woman long ago? And do you remember kind of that life and the things you were struggling with? Yeah, I think you did a really good recap of who I was. I definitely had a lot of anxiety around dating and I wasn't attracting the right people. When I had my first call with you, the past, I don't know, maybe three people I had dated all of them did not want a serious relationship and some were more upfront about it than others. And some I learned that through their actions and I either thought I could maybe change them because they had 
had previous long-term relationships in the past or just didn't listen to what they were saying. Mm. And it caused them to pull away. And through that anxiety of them pulling away, I would kind of lob onto them more. And it was just a disaster of a situation. And those things never work out. So I think that was um, kind of what I was coming off of recently. And as you mentioned, I had a lot of body image and you know self-confidence issues that I just didn't think I was maybe worthy of attention from the right people. Yeah. And I I feel like also with all the stuff that you just shared, do you remember then how that affected you when you would actually go on dates or even just try to find dates? Yeah, I think I was a little closed off. And as you mentioned, I wasn't, um, I wasn't able to make an emotional connection. I was a little serious. I couldn't let my guard down and just be in the moment and be flirty and fun. And it was just a really hard process. And I did wonder, you know, why things weren't working out. I'd been single for so long and had been on multiple first dates and I just never felt the connection. And so that was tough. Yeah. Yeah. No. And, you know, I think, and one of the things that I really appreciate is the whole notion of feeling like an introvert because I work with so many people and a lot of people listening are introverts and it, it dating the dating part is really hard. Can you share a little more about that too? Sure. I mean, that was always my excuse for you when you would try to give me advice and tips. I'd say, well, I'm an introvert. So that right. just isn't natural. And that would be my default. That. Yeah, that was my default excuse. But dating as an introvert, it does come with a lot of anxiety. And I would often previously cancel dates because I would think to myself, would I rather sit at home alone and watch TV or go on this date? And the thought of having to be on and have meaningful conversations and get dressed up, it was a lot of effort. And I often would just feel like it's not gonna work out anyway. So I'd rather just stay home and watch TV. So it was hard to get out the door even um, to go on these dates. Yes, yeah, no. and. And then the other thing is, do you remember how that would play out online as well with your conversations? Oh, right. Yes. I would have these conversations with guys that just didn't go anywhere. We'd end up either being pen pals or I wasn't writing anything meaningful and playful so they wouldn't respond back. There was just no engagement online. And that was really tough, too. Yeah. And I remember, well, and the thing is too, I I think it's hard um, as a proclaimed introvert. And yeah, we'll talk about that in a second because I, we were, we were using that a lot, right? Oh, but Kimmy, I'm just a, I'm just an introvert. I can't help it. Right. Yep. Um, I think that a lot of times there's all this headspace that happens with it too. Remember, like you, you, we're saying that it was just exhausting and yes. and you were thinking a lot and that's why you just hated the small talk and all that. Yes. Do you want to share more about that too? Yeah. I do hate small talk um, because it is exhausting. It's exhausting as an introvert to have these um, meaningless conversations. It just, it's exerting myself without having an actual real outcome. And so having to speak to so many guys online without actually going out. It was a lot of mental energy. It was, it wore me down. And there were times where I would just take myself offline because I needed a break. Um, And it wasn't mentally, it wasn't good for me. Yeah. Well, at least, 
Yeah. And at least the way that you were doing it, because, and that's right, the exactly. problem. Yeah, right, right. Well, and we'll get to how you kind of overcame that. And well, and if you had been like that for most of your life, that's all you know. And so I remember also kind of that feeling of, I remember, I don't even know what conversation it was, but there was this notion of, uh, you're almost like numbing out, right? Like you're just going through the motions and you're like, I'm going on these dates and nothing really is happening. But when you're not connecting, it's it's just it's just kind of a swipe experience. Yes. Yeah. So maybe... Um, also, if you can share a little bit about other like other ways that the frustration of all this was affecting you, like also your social life, we didn't really touch upon that as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would just in terms of having self-confidence issues, you know, I wasn't able to, you know, meet people outside in real life. Also, I'll say because I was an introvert or that was the excuse I used, I had trouble making eye contact with people. I couldn't initiate conversations. And I think my body language, as you mentioned, was very closed off. So it wasn't inviting to anybody who was looking to make conversation with me. I kind of gave the impression that I wasn't interested right off the bat. So that was really tough and draining as well. And I think both just compounded each other. So whether it was online or in real life, it was really hard. And historically, I have not met people out in real life. Mm-hmm. And that was probably the reason why I was just not giving off the right vibe. Yeah. And uh, but, gosh, it was just it was so beautiful to watch you just kind of unleash all that and and let go. Albeit, I know it wasn't easy. I mean, there were times where you're like, Kimmy, I can't do this. I remember having conversations with you about that. Um, but I, I, I wonder if you could share just a little bit about some of the things that started working, you know, for you in this area to help you overcome the anxiety, the introversion, feeling sexier, connecting, all of that stuff. Well, one of the things we did early on was I had a wardrobe consultation with you. Yes. And I was dressing, I was buying on trend or in-style clothing, but they just didn't look good on me. And I knew that, but I didn't know why. And then I spoke with you about it. And it was because I wasn't dressing appropriately for my body shape. So I wasn't highlighting the areas that should be highlighted. And I was just dressing kind of shapeless in dark colors. So after speaking with you, I learned how to dress and how to put on clothing that was much more flattering. And that was an instant confidence boost. Mm -hmm. It really changed my whole kind of persona. And I felt better about being social in person. So that was a huge confidence boost. And then you also had me, you know, make more direct eye contact and just initiate conversation. It could be in the grocery store. It could be at a bar. It could be anywhere. And having to practice that was really hard, but the more you do it, the easier it gets. And I kept with it. I fought you, I think a little (laughs) bit at first, but I did do it and it's much more natural now. And that was huge too. Huge. Do you remember too, when we were practicing the storytelling. Yes. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Cause that sure. also was a learning curve. It was. So when I have conversations, what I didn't realize 
or maybe I did, but I didn't put two and two together until you talked about it. I am not, I didn't think I was a good storyteller. And after speaking with you, I realized why my, I think I don't put much emotion into my stories. I don't relate them back to anything meaningful. It was very surface level conversations, which is Mm -hmm. why I was having a hard time emotionally connecting with people I was going out with. And you taught the art of storytelling and how to make it compelling and putting emotion into it and really having action items and relating it to something that the other person has said or asking a question to start a conversation relevant. And so that was huge too. I mean, there really is an art to storytelling and it can be learned, even though I didn't think it could. Yeah, no. And you did learn. And I think that is such an important piece, what you just talked about the emotion in storytelling, because um, like so many people, maybe even you listening, when you hear the word vulnerability, it it feels very exposing. And it's very hard to think about talking about yourself, especially if you're a little bit shy. And so I'd love for you to share, too, how you learn to be also more vulnerable. Mm-hmm. One of the things you had mentioned was don't talk about work. Don't talk about, you know, difficult topics. You want to keep it light and flirty and interesting on the first date. And because I was a recruiter in a past life, my auto default mode was, oh, what do you do for work? How do you like it? And that just gives off the wrong kind of energy. So by becoming more vulnerable and actually opening up with emotions, you really make a stronger connection with someone and it becomes less superficial and a little deeper to where they feel more connected to you and vice versa. So it really lends itself to a deeper connection to the person you're talking to. And that was very difficult for me at first because I am not one to open up, but over time and practicing, it does get a little easier and it really makes a big difference in conversation. Well, I was going to find like, once you started doing that, do you remember starting to feel differently also about the men you were meeting? Yeah, I think it does go both ways. Once you open up a little more, they open up a little more and it does make a difference. And so I was feeling more of a connection with people. Yeah, I don't, (laughs) Vicki, I don't know if you remember. I, in particular, there's just a, a phone session we had in my head where you were just saying like, Kimmy, I don't want to go on a date with this guy. I'm not that attracted to him. And it's like, why would I have a conversation? Why do I have to make all this effort and dress up and go out? Remember that? Yes. And and I made you go out with like all these men who you weren't necessarily attracted to, but talk about Mm -hmm. that. Cause I feel like that was like a crucial like turning point. Yeah. Well, one of the things that you stress is that flirting does not have a defined outcome. There's no specific, I guess, end point in flirting. It's merely just to go out and be social and have fun without getting a date out of it or anything like that. And so I would go out with these men, not with the intention of I need to find the one, but just Mm -hmm. going out and making great conversation and practicing and just learning to be more social and learning to flirt and hey, maybe he's not the right one, but um, it's good practice. And maybe he knows somebody who would be right. And maybe not. Maybe you just go out and have a nice time having conversation and that's okay. Yeah. And and I think there also what I saw, like there was more of a letting go 
with you mm-hmm. too. Like, I think you opened up your, your energy field and also the possibilities of meeting different kinds of people. Whereas sometimes when you're so target specific and you're guarded and you're just vetting really hard, that's also when the frustration, the burnout happens and you don't connect with someone because you're so busy, you know, trying to, to find those little things that, you know, really in the end don't matter because really what it's about is the connection and that spark and how someone feels when they're with you. Mm-hmm. And you, you just limit your pool of men that you could potentially go out with because you have such a narrow scope of what you're looking for that chances are very slim. You'll actually find somebody, you know, that fits within that and checks every box. And you really do need to broaden your horizons with that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I feel like that helped you get to your new man today, which we're going to talk about in a second. So I'm so excited for you. Um, I, I I also have another moment in my head when um, I saw you at the retreat. Like that's when I really started seeing you in your body, kind of just come into yourself in a whole different way. I mean, as you know, like I made you dance in the very first time. Do you remember that? I do. You want to talk about that? You are like a deer in headlights. I was. I think I was practically frozen. So the conference room doors open up and nobody's really walking in. So I figure let's just get it started. And I walk in and there's music playing and you're dancing and you take my hand to dance. And I introvert comes out and I absolutely am thinking, no way I'm not doing this. And you for, I think I left the room or tried to leave and you said, no, you're dancing Uh with me. And I was horrified and nervous and anxious. And I just had to let go because you were forcing me to do it. (laughs) So I did. I had to let my guard down and dance a little bit. And it was it was a bit of a breakthrough. I mean, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have done it had you not made me, but I was proud that I had done it and just kind of let that introversion slip away for a minute. Yeah. And, and that was just for a minute. And then it just kind of kept going. And I remember by day three, like there was no even prompting, you know, and then we did the salsa lessons and all that. And you were just, you know, you finally embodied that. And I think that's another shift that I really saw in you. And I don't know like how you're feeling today versus where you were, but the whole notion of you getting out of your head more and more in your body you know, from the the retreat work to then you moved on to my other program and we um, had the Kimmy's Club Med experience and like all of that stuff, I just think helped you relax in your body um, to the point where when we ended up going shopping, remember in Arizona, oh my God, you came out with these sexy outfits and you were like this sexy vixen Vicky I don't even know you want to talk about that more yeah that was fun um we had a little shopping spree and all of us now that we kind of knew what would look good on us Mm -hmm. um we went shopping you helped each of us pick something out and I went into the dressing room and came out with these tighter fitting um outfits that I maybe wouldn't have picked out on my own but maybe they, wait, wait, maybe <laughs> that Vicky, I would never would have that I never would have picked out on my own, but I felt really good in them. And then to have the positive feedback from the other people on the trip was 
just kind of the icing on top that, you know, made me buy them. But it really does, wearing clothes that fit Mm -hmm. is a game changer for self-confidence. At least for me, it was. Oh, God, yeah. And you have a rocking body and you look so amazing. Well, how do you feel in your body now, like compared to where you were? Just like overall. Much better. I don't, I mean, of course I have days where, you know, I think, oh, wouldn't it be nice to lose a few pounds? But overall, I am so much more confident in my body and the way I look. And I really don't struggle anymore. I've just accepted what I have and embraced it. And it just, yeah, I think the body image issues are mostly gone. You know what I love what you just said? I think this is like a great summary of everything is acceptance. Mm -hmm. You know, I think a lot of times, and that's why we we were laughing in the beginning about calling the introversion an excuse, right? right. But but when you're so riddled with thoughts mm-hmm. and consumed with, you know, worry about how you come across or what other people think and feel or hesitate before a conversation, it it really can cause that anxiety, right? And the fact that you are now more accepting of yourself and letting go and being more grounded and in your body, it's no wonder you attracted this new man in your life because, you know, like, and you know, I always talk about this, but when you feel good about you and you love you and you feel sexy, that's when everybody else around you sees that, feels it, and you attract that. Right. That's true. So let's get into the juicy stuff about your new man. <laughs> sure. So yeah, like, and to all the points that we're talking about, how do you feel the work together actually helped you attract this guy? And and how did you meet? And tell us more. Yeah. So I had been dating someone for three months before meeting my um, current partner. I had been dating somebody for about three months and. Mm-hmm. I know I had talked with you about not having an emotional connection. He wouldn't open up. He didn't really ask me questions about myself. And, you know, it would take him days to respond to a text message. And I kept it going for way too long because I was hoping something would come of it. So when that ended, I just decided, you know what, I'll just, um, I'm going to, you know, be lazy about it and not put too much effort into it because it's December, it's the holidays. And I went online and met this guy, Jamie, and we almost didn't meet because we live an hour apart from each other, but we Mm -hmm. agreed to meet and we had a great conversation texting. I think it helps that he is a great texter. (laughs) Very good conversationalist. So that allowed Mm -hmm. me to be a very good conversationalist. And on our first date, we just had a great talk. We were out for, I think, four or five hours hours, which was shocking because I typically last one drink and I think that's enough, but our (laughs) conversation kept going and he talked about himself and I talked about myself and we had a good flirtation going and I was able to tell stories and be flirty and we just hit it off. Mm. And so it's been going on since then. Oh my God. Well, and how is he different than some of the other guys you've dated? So he is, what I really, really admire about him is his transparency. And so he never fails to tell me how much he likes me or how he enjoys my company or how I look beautiful on a day. And he texts me immediately and says he's thinking of me. And those kinds of things are so meaningful. And he is probably the most genuine, 
kindest person I've ever met mm. in life. So there's so much I admire and like about him and just feel very lucky that he is in my life. Well, it does take a little bit of luck, but mostly a lot of bit of like your power. Do you know what I mean? And um, I, I, I wonder, like, do you see the power within that helped attract this guy? I think had I been the same closed off person with the, you know, tight body language and Mm -hmm. somebody who couldn't engage in meaningful conversation and couldn't flirt, it would have been over. The first date would have been over in an hour, but Mm. because I could employ everything you had taught me, I think I just was more relaxed, more conversational, more confident. And he had told me early on that he really confidence is one of the sexiest things a woman can have. And I think I just put it all to use and you know, it worked. And I met somebody amazing. Oh my God. I, you never told me that. I didn't know oh, that yeah. he gave you that feedback too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I mean, that said it all, you know, yeah. and he really saw that in you. And that's mm-hmm. the thing is like, I always saw that in you. Everybody at the retreat saw it in you, but it really took for you to see it in you and to like bring that out. And it's like that, that belief that you are, you know, and then the fact that you had the confidence to do it with him, it's just, it's such a beautiful story. Mm-hmm. So how are you um, more like emotionally connected, would you say, with this guy? I think he is so easy to talk to and he is so vulnerable and open with his emotions that it mm-hmm. just makes it so easy for me to be vulnerable and open with my emotions. You know, with the last guy I had dated, who was almost an emotional brick wall, it didn't leave room for me to feel comfortable expressing my emotions. Mm-hmm. And with with this one, it's just very different. I'm so proud of you, too, that because it still would have been, I think, hard for you back then to be with somebody who is that emotionally available and open when you were still guarded, you know? Yeah. And, and so the fact that you are even just doing that, I, I think is just amazing. And I'm excited to see where everything takes you, but most of all, like you'll never go back to the Vicky that I knew like that, yeah. that woman that I described in the beginning of this episode, like she's never coming back, no. you know? And that's, what's so cool about the work that you did. Um, cause I was wondering, you know, I, and especially for introverts who are listening to this, is there any advice that you would give them if they're listening to this or like, Oh my God, I want that. I want to learn how to get out of my shell and attract mm-hmm. someone amazing, but maybe they're a little scared and reticent. Do you yeah. have any advice for them? I think we have to stop being so self-critical, which Mm. for me, I think was the biggest hurdle because as you said, everybody at the retreat could see I was confident and sure I had done the work, but I had to see it for myself. And I think if we can give ourselves a break and stop being so critical, all of the lessons and the skills that I learned, you know, being playful and flirtatious, it comes so much easier. Once you just are a little more, more confident, everything happens. It's so true. And and then how can someone then take that next step or a leap of faith and like call someone for help? Like if they were wanting 
to get more coaching and maybe it's scary. Like how, how did you get over that hurdle? So after the talk that you had given the workshop with events and adventures, I waited, I think maybe three months until <laughs> I was just at my breaking point of dating the wrong men. But I really wish I had called you sooner because I would be in this place that I am sooner. And so I just can't recommend speaking to you and setting up that initial consultation sooner rather than later. And there's no obligation for anyone to work with you, but I was so drawn to you. I find you so easy to talk with, so understanding, and you're like a really good friend that gives amazing advice and listens really well. And for me, that was amazing. And I've actually told all of my friends about you. So I think somebody should really just book that appointment with you. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. And really, yeah. And even if it's not with me, just, you know, be seen, be heard by somebody, (laughs) you know, I mean, that's just like the first step. And um, I'm so glad you did, even though it was three months later. (laughs) (laughs) And and that's, that's why you are where you are now. And um, so thank you so much for coming on and sharing everything. Is there any kind of last words of advice that you'd like to share? Gosh, um, I would say don't give up. It's really hard to not think that. And there are many times I just wanted to give up and, you know, decide I was going to be single for life, um, feeling the way that I did. But it really, you know, if you push forward, good things can happen. I love it. I love it. Vicki, I adore you. And I can't wait to see just, yeah, like how how much it's going to grow even more between you and this guy, but more importantly, you, I mean, life is a journey. We always keep growing. We're and now you're in a new phase in a relationship and there's going to be things to work on then, but super proud of you. And thank you. Thank you. And thank you for listening and joining me today. This has been the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, of course, Kimmy Seltzer. And remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. And if you want to help overcoming challenges of flirting, socializing, so that you progress on dates and make more of that emotional connection like Vicky did, well, hopefully you heard me announce at the top of the show the contest of the worst flirt in America. So definitely enter that and submit your worst flirt stories to win a flirt and style session with me if that is you. Hurry because the winner is going to be announced on Valentine's Day, depending on when you are listening to this. And if you want to take it one step further, I have a workshop coming up for you soon. It's February 21st called Conversation Hacks That Convert to Dates. This is a co-ed interactive workshop, much like what Vicki took, to keep you having just the best tips for confidently navigating the social scene without anxiety, without uncertainty. And it's more just about dating. It's about changing the way you mingle, present yourself, connect daily so you can date with confidence. Just click the link you see in the show notes to register. Or of course, you can go to stophatingdating.com and get your spot. But hurry, seats are always limited, but I would love to see you in the Zoom room. And remember, working on you is working on your dating life. That's all for now.